Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This Podcast. My name is Nate Robinsoff, and I'm here with Joseph Tillman. How are you, Joseph? Doing all right, my man. Doing all right. Better than last week? Uh, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Aren't maybe you? maybe like a little, not quite as good as last week. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Today, we are talking about if it's okay to be mad at God. And uh, Joseph sent me this prompt, and I was like, all right, well, I guess we'll do that one. And so we're doing that one. And then <laughs> yeah, I sent him a big text and I said, hey, so why'd you want to talk about this so bad? And he didn't respond. And he said, I'll tell you when we're recording. Yes. <laughs> so here we are. All right. Um, first off, go to our Patreon and uh, there's $5. You can click that. Also, like and subscribe and Click all the buttons around your videos, and and that's good. Five stars and 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 other upvotes and thumbs and, and things like that around all the all the all the places that you watch the the thing. Oh yeah, God gets mad at me all the time, so I feel like it's okay for me to get mad at him sometimes, right? Well, Nate, why do you think God is mad at you all the time? Because I do sins. So, because you do sins, yeah, and it's got to make him angry. It's got to make him angry. Yeah. All right. So, and then if you take that and multiply that by a bunch of other people, God's really just mad all the time. Yes. That everybody and everything. Yeah. And then for all those, like we talked about last week, mm-hmm. for all those evil things that happened to me that I had nothing to do with, I can be mad at him for that. Right. So you're. So in other words, just. Be mad. Yeah, he's mad at me for creating more evil, and I'm mad at him for letting evil exist. <laughs> okay, all right. So that's so, cool, right? Right, so you're in a it's vicious okay. cycle <laughs> of, just, of just anger. Yes. Okay, you're angry, he's angry, you <laughs> yeah. do things, he does things, and just anger everywhere. You asked the question, this is what I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> all right. So the first, like, first of all, I want to hit the fact of, and I do think it's probably a, a larger thought, you know, perception. It's probably a larger perception than some people may think. I do think that a lot of people think God's just sitting up there mad all the time. Okay. Like, you know, the words, like, how could he, in other words, like, almost like, how can he not be mad? Right. If his creation is just botching it as much as he is, as it is, how can he not be mad? He killed all of us once. Like we established last week. <laughs> like, when, yes, there was the flood, okay, where you just wiped out everybody. And so, yeah, there's the sense of, well, did, and I, and I would even like go to that and say, did God do that just because he was mad and angry at everybody? Or was he doing it because he loved his creation enough to try to give creation another chance? The first one. <laughs> you're, you're settled. In, <laughs> no peace, just ticked. <laughs> Wiping out everybody. Yeah, and I would say the second one. Okay. I would say that, do I think God, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying God is up there like all smiley, happy, right, all the time. Okay, but what I'm saying is, and like, like nothing ever impacts them in a negative way. Do I think that God grieves the fact that we sin? Do I think that God grieves the fact that we do not follow him and want to know him and reach out to him? Yes, I think God grieves all those things. Does God become disappointed? Sure. 
I think God is disappointed at times. And does God get angry at sin that harms and that affects other people and our and ourselves? Yeah, because he wants better than that. And yet, I think this is the hard part for us to grasp, is that God in his nature is just, and therefore he wants things to be just, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and for a lot of us, that's what causes us to be angry. Like we see things that are not just, and we go, that's not fair. That's mm-hmm. not just, therefore I'm mad about it. I'm angry about it. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have is just, I'm angry about it. I'm mad about it. But God in his nature, like we talked about last week, is good. And so he's loving. He's kind. He's patient. He's gentle. He's generous. He's faithful. So all of that part of God's nature is intact. And so even when God is angry. So he's loving mad. Yep. Okay. So yep. I'm, I'm still right, though. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> no, but your first picture is God up there like with a stick or a lightning bolt about to destroy anybody that right. looks out the wrong way. <laughs> and No, I'm saying that's not it. Okay. okay. I'm saying that God has the ability because it's just not just ability. That's the wrong word. God in his nature. Yes, he is a God of justice and a, and a God who is just. And he is a God who is holy and a God who is perfect, but he's also a God who is good and merciful. And so he's in loving. And so he's able to take all of who he is into every situation, circumstance. And so was God disappointed and grieved and angry and upset that all of humanity was just going astray and, and, and abandoning him? Yeah, he was because he created you know, humanity was created to be with him. And so, yes, he's all those things, but he also was loving humanity enough to say, all right, we're going to, we're going to, we got to start this thing over again. I mm-hmm. love my creation enough to start this thing over again, to give people an opportunity to come to know me. And and so, and then I guess, you know, then obviously we see that in the fruition of, of not just like Noah and the flood, but obviously in the coming of Jesus sending his own son. So, you know, when he could have just wiped us all out, right? He said, here's my son who will die for all of you. And that doesn't jive with a picture of this angry God that's just up there looking to destroy us at any point. And so I think sometimes we can miss that part. And so, no, I don't think God is just up there mad at us all the time. (laughs) And therefore... It's cool if we're just mad at him sometimes. So it's not cool that I'm mad at him. No, no. Unless I okay. love him too. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you for clarifying that, Nate. Okay. When I, so I would want to rephrase it. So you said God gets mad at me all the time, so I feel like it's okay for me to be mad at him sometimes. Okay. Okay. I would say God loves me all the time. He is mad at me, upset, disappointed sometimes, Yes. Is it okay for me to be mad at him sometimes? I think it's completely okay with the fact that I feel an emotion or a feeling of being mad at God. Because I cannot always control my feelings or my emotions, right? Something happens, I feel like it's unjust or unfair, and I go, I'm, I'm so mad right now. I'm so upset right now. And I, and I have that 
anger toward God or that feeling of being mad toward God. And I know I've had this before in my own life. Like you're just, you're mad, you're angry, you're upset. This is not fair. This is not just. And so, and you feel like God, maybe you could have done something about this, you know? And so like, I get, I get where people come from in being mad at God. And so I'm not going to sit here and say, no, it's not okay to be mad at God from time to time. Like I, I understand we get the feeling or the emotion of being mad, but I also think there's a big difference of having that emotion of being mad at God and just like basically saying, well, I'm just mad at God and I'm just going to stay mad at God versus it's the emotion, it's the feeling, and it may be there for a bit, but I know that ultimately in my heart, I don't, that's not the emotion I'm looking for mm. or that I want to be there. You know, there's a big difference between like, nope, I'm just mad and I'm staying here versus I'm mad and I know that I don't want to stay mad at God. But does God like want to just swipe me away because I have a feeling of being mad at him? No. So it's not okay for me to have a perpetual feeling of being mad towards God. Let's say someone has experienced a deep abuse or trauma or pain. Okay. And they are mad at God about this. Like, okay, like objectively, I get that, right? Mm-hmm. God gets that. Okay, he he understands that, that that they're upset, they're mad with him. But I think that yeah, that that difference is am I like do I stay there? How am I living in that? And, and I'll give you an example. Jesus has some friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, okay? And Mary and Martha and Lazarus were were, you know, um, brothers and sisters and Jesus had female friends. Yeah, he had female friends. That never works out. Well, worked out okay for Jesus. So, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm not getting off into this discussion of, <laughs> of female friends and, you know, cross-gender friends and stuff. All right, fine. So, whatever. All right. So, Jesus had these three friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And Lazarus passes away. He's sick, he's dying, and he passes away. Mary and Martha had sent a messenger to Jesus to say, hey, our brother is dying. Come here. And basically what they're trusting Jesus will do is come here and heal our brother so he doesn't die. Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus doesn't come right away. In fact, he goes off in another direction and then loops back around to their hometown of Bethany. And so then he loops back around to Bethany and he comes there. By the time he arrives in Bethany, Lazarus has died. So he's he's already buried in the tomb, okay? And he died four days previously. And Mary and Martha, Martha is so upset. And, you know, she's coming out to Jesus and she's just like, you know, Jesus, if you had been here, he would have died. Or he would, he would not have died. The letter got lost in the mail. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it did. So you know, and 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 Jesus just you know he 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 says you know, Martha, I I am the resurrection and the life. And she's like, well, that's all good and everything. <laughs> I don't need a sermon, Jesus. Lazarus, my brother, your friend is dead. Why weren't you basically? Why weren't you here? And she's up like she's mad, angry. She's upset, but Jesus doesn't rebuke her. Jesus doesn't just. Offhanded, throw her, you know, just say discard her complaints. Jesus listens to her. And then Mary comes out. Mary hears that Jesus is there. And so Mary, Mary's reaction 
to Lazarus being dead and to Jesus not coming. And I mean, she's just torn up. She's devastated by it. So she comes running out to Jesus and she's like, Jesus, and she's weeping and she's crying and probably wailing. And like, Jesus, you could have been here. Like, why weren't you here? And then, of course, the shortest verse, you know, in the English language uh, in all of Scripture that a lot of us know, Jesus wept. And so here's Jesus, and he doesn't discard her grief. He doesn't discard her disappointment. He doesn't discard her feeling. He actually cries and weeps with her. And so all I'm getting at is Jesus is not afraid of our emotions, and okay. Jesus is not afraid if we're angry, if we're mad, if we're disappointed, if we're devastated in him. And he'll, he just engages right there with us. And, and, the, and, the, and the amazing thing to me about like what Jesus is doing with Mary and Martha is Jesus knows he's about to go raise Lazarus from the dead. So he could have just been like, don't worry about it. I got this. But instead he engages with them with where they're at. Now, with Martha, he does try to give her hope of like, hey, remember, like, I'm the resurrection and the life. I got this. With Mar- with Mary, she's just devastated and crying, and so he just cries with her. And I love that picture of Jesus' humanity with Mary and Martha, two of his closest friends, because he's he's lost his friend, Lazarus, even though he, again, knows he's about to go raise Lazarus from the dead, and he does. But I, I think that's an amazing picture of like when when we get mad, upset, when we're disappointed or devastated in God because he didn't do something, he wasn't there in time, we were hoping he would do something and he didn't do it. And we've all had those moments, I think, or I think a lot of us have, where we were expecting from something from Jesus and it didn't come through. We were expecting something from God. It, it never happened or didn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen. And he doesn't just discard that emotion. He just didn't he listens. He engages right there with us. So he's not, you know, afraid of, of our being upset. But I also know that he doesn't want us just to stay that in that place of being perpetually mad, perpetually angry at him. He would rather, because really what's behind that anger, right, is is just an, like God, like, again, it's a, it's, a, it's a sense of justice and what's just and what's fair. And then it kind of becomes unforgiveness. We just kind of have to choose over and over and over again. I think that's what the Lord would have us do is just choose over and over and over again to forgive him. Mm. And that may sound like craziness, like I'm forgiving God, but we we do have to, we, we do, we're, we're saying that to God. Like we get mad at friends and we forgive them, even if they didn't mean to hurt us or whatever. And God never means to harm us. He never means to hurt us. He didn't mean to cause Mary and Martha all this heartache. But he said very early on when they first sent the message to to Jesus, he you know his response was like his end is not death. This is going to end in for the glory of God. You know he was I think Jesus knew very I mean he knew that Lazarus was going to be okay, and so I think that you know with us and the way that we are extending out our forgiveness toward God. And sometimes the emotion of forgiveness happens where there's no more anger, there's no more, you know, being mad just kind of connects with that. But sometimes we're going to have to say over and over and over and over and over again, God, I forgive you. And in the midst of that, of God, I forgive you, he's giving, like, I mean, I think that anger and that being mad kind of dissipates. So he's not judging us based upon whether I still have that emotional feeling. Mm. He's 
he's looking at us and going, but man, they're trying. They don't want to stay mad. And, and they're they're trying. And I, I think the Lord is able to see past all that to the intention there in the heart. And I think that's an awesome thing about God. Okay, so say I'm mad at God and I stay mad at God forever. That means I'm not forgiving him for something that I think he did to me. I think it can mean that. Because there's lots of verses in the Bible that say, if you don't stop being mad at someone, then God's going to not forgive you so you can't come to heaven. Yeah, so like, for example, kind of what you're referencing is Matthew 6, okay. right? Where it says that if you don't forgive, neither will the Lord forgive you. Does that mean if I don't do forgivenesses when there is times I need to do that? Or does that mean that if I'm at a period where I'm mad at somebody and like God, for instance, sure. and it's like right after it happened. Right. And my first, <laughs> right after it happened, my first expression of emotion is anger and then I get run over by a bus. Right. <laughs> Was that little period enough for me to not go to heaven because yeah. at that point in time I was mad and not forgiving somebody? I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, that's not what it means. Okay. okay? And I do want to make a distinction and I thank you for bringing it up because I do want to make a distinction between the emotion of being mad and angry and the choice that we have to make to forgive. Because forgiveness is not an emotion. Okay. Like, in other words, it's like when Peter came to Jesus, and he's like, they keep wronging us. Like, how many times do I have to forgive? And Jesus goes, as many times as you got to, Peter. Right? Mm -hmm. As many times as you have to. In that same vein, it's like, I think we keep making the choice to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice. And so I keep making the choice to forgive, trusting that as I make that choice to forgive, I'm asking the Lord as I, you know, whether, so in this case, I'm forgiving him actually, that at the same time that eventually that feeling, that emotion of being mad or being angry will dissipate. Okay. okay. And so when I have that initial emotional reaction, right? Uh, I like the emotion is amoral. In other words, it's not right or wrong, that initial feeling, that initial emotion. It just comes out, okay. right? And so we're not being judged on that. So like something happens and you know, your your first thought is is anger and you cuss, and then bam, you're you're hit by a truck and it's over. Mm -hmm. Right? God's not going, well. You know what? You would have been good until 30 seconds ago, yeah. and you blew it right there at the end. Okay. No, no, no. That's not the way this is working. That's how all of those verses in the Bible read to me. I got gotcha. you. Now, I do think, though, that what you're talking about there with if I do think that the Lord, the Lord is saying there in that, though, is that we, we can't just harbor unforgiveness. Okay. Right. Like, and again, I'm separating this from the emotion mm -hmm. part. Okay. Like, I cannot just harbor unforgiveness where I just am choosing not to forgive someone. I, there is a reality that when I'm harboring that unforgiveness, I mean, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy for me in about every form and fashion. Right. So, what if I do that and then don't realize I'm doing it? So, in other words, you're just kind of like unconsciously mad. Yeah. Or unconsciously holding unforgiveness. Subconsciously. Yeah. Or Subconscious something. yeah, I don't think we're being judged for that. Okay. 
because we don't we're not aware of it. We don't know it because sometimes you feel like you know you like you know you're mad, but you don't even know like what you're mad at yeah. or why you're mad. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing, right? And so I had coffee. <laughs> Right, had a lousy night's sleep or whatever, and and so no, there's like okay, I'll give you an example. So I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, I'm praying for someone, and the Lord asked me to have them forgive him. So I'm praying for someone, and He wanted me to ask this person to forgive God. Okay, I was like, okay, never. This has never happened before. I've never even thought about this before. What did God do? Right. Well, so they had they had lost a sibling at an early age. Okay. okay? And they were blaming, and I'll, they didn't even know they were blaming God for this. Okay. When I said you need to, I said I believe the Lord wants you to say, "God, I forgive you." And they said it out loud, and it took actually a while. Like they were like, "God, I," mm. and they kind of paused. Oh, like not like a constant while, like God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> so it was just like God. I for, mm, and they just couldn't quite get that forgive out, and then they eventually did. And man, it set them free. It changed the course of their life. But if you had asked them five minutes earlier, did they hold unforgiveness toward God? I guarantee you, they would have looked at you and be like, "No, like me and God are straight. Like I'm in His Word on a regular basis." Um, at church, you know, most Sundays, I um, try my best to live for him and follow him. They would have had no idea. So, yeah, I don't think we're being judged for those things that subconsciously we're just even completely unaware of. Okay. Yeah. Does it, like, affect God or does he care if I'm mad? Does it affect God or does he care that you're mad? Like, at him, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He absolutely he absolutely cares because he cares about the hurt and he cares about the pain that you have that's causing you to feel angry and mad. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of what I was talking about the story with Jesus and dealing with Mary and Martha over the death of their brother, Lazarus. He was willing, like, he was going there to raise Lazarus from the dead and he stopped, he paused to make sure that he connected with Martha and her anger. And with Mary in her grief. Okay. And I'm not saying Martha didn't have grief too. You know, we just, but like all of us, like like in our grief, it we display that emotion differently, you know? Mm. And so sometimes we get angry. Sometimes we're just devastated. And so, but Jesus stopped right there in the midst of it because he cared enough about it. So does he care that we get this way? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Does it affect him? Not in the sense of it doesn't change at all who he is, and it doesn't change how he ultimately feels about us, because he's he in God he is he is nature is love, so love still remains, you know. So it's not like when we are mad at him, we withhold love. Like I think that's kind of like a human reaction, right? Mm-hmm. If if I feel like someone's mad at me and I feel like it's not even just that they're mad at me, I might just be like, whatever, or just choose to withhold any type of love or affection toward them. And God's not that way. So yeah, so he cares, but it doesn't affect him in the nature of who he is. This topic is a difficult one for me. Okay. Because for me, I don't know how to be mad at 
God over a situation or a thing that happens to me because I've accepted the fact that I exist and that God has created my soul and placed me in a place that is terrible. (laughs) Where, where, I mean, objectively, like, Mm -hmm. the earth is full of evil stuff, and either we go to the perfect place and or the horrible place at the end, but we're, I, I don't know, the way I think about it is we're stuck in the middle until we decide which direction we're going. Gotcha. Is that a good way to think about it? Sort of, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, can, I can definitely understand that train of thought. Okay, so what I was mad at God about for a long time was the fact that I had to be here at all. Hmm. And so if I'm going to accept the fact that I'm here mm-hmm. and have to do this, then I'm accepting the fact that a lot of it's going to be terrible. <laughs> and Gotcha. And so my fear in life is being in pain while I'm here. Like mm. dealing with medical issues or or anything like like being in physical pain. That's okay. my fear in life. If I was going to be mad at God about a situation, mm-hmm. it would be that. I suppose okay. I've never really experienced that yet. Right. But I know it's possible. Sure. And so I guess mentally prepared for that, even though I don't know what it's going to be. And so for me, being mad at God for for having to play the game at all. Hmm. Like having to come here and be born and deal with the with hmm. things. Like he decided. Yep. And I had nothing to do with it. Sure. <laughs> that, sure. that I was gonna be born and raised and be here. Right. So is there a difference between being mad at a situation versus mad at God? Yeah. Like and where does that is that the same thing? Like, if I'm mad at a situation in the context of being a Christian, I guess, am I mad at God if I'm mad at something happening to me or something happening to my family or whatever? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. No, I don't think just because you're mad at a situation, it means you're mad at God. Okay. Like, I don't think they're one and the same. Okay. Thinking about what you're talking about with being... Like in other words, you it's like accepting like it sounds like if I'm hearing you correctly, you have said that you've accepted the fact that there's evil in this world, that evil things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So therefore I cannot be mad at God for those things. Right. Because those are just the realities of living in this world. Mm-hmm. And I think Jesus was even pretty clear about that. Like okay. you're like you're gonna have hardships, like you're gonna have tribulation, mm-hmm. right, in this world. And he, you know, of course, then his response is, but fear not, I've overcome the world. And what he's saying is not that, oh, well, if I follow Jesus, everything's going to be great. No, it's that this world is not the final stop. It's Mm -hmm. not the final place. You know, I think there's a sense of comfort in knowing the fact that this world is really just a temporal space for you and I to, to dwell and be in. So, but I like what you're saying as far as like you've accepted that because I think to be honest with you, one of the things, and it's not just an American problem. I've traveled a good bit and prayed for people and it happens all over the world in all kinds of situations. But when when you get to the point when you recognize that evil is in this world mm-hmm. and that we're all going to be touched by it in some way, depravity and fallen creation are here. 
and we're all going to be touched by it in some way. When things do happen, I do think it lends itself more to accepting it. You know, when it, when those things happen to us, like we, we accept it without getting mad at God for it. Mm-hmm. Now, we may not like it, right? I hated being sick with pancreatitis. I hated it. But at the same time, I, I didn't, and I got down about it initially, but I wasn't ever like, God, I hate you for this, or I'm mad at you for this. God, please be with me in this. It was mm-hmm. more of my, you know, take. But I do think for a lot of people... They become mad at God because they've not accepted the the reality that this world this 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 world is a fallen, broken world. Mm-hmm. And I think too often it's presented as a a world that has the possibility to be everything we hoped and dreamed it could be. <laughs> you know, to like you must paint these like fairy tales ab- about it, right? And and then when those fairy tales don't happen. When they don't come true, disappointment comes crashing down, and that can lead us to being mad at God. But I do think when we're seeing situations rightly, we ex- we accept that there's this evil, but it doesn't mean that there's times where I don't get mad at the situation. Like, there was times I was so frustrated that I didn't have the energy to go play with my own kids. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I was so mad at that situation. Like, I hated that. And it's probably like the thing that bothered me the most my whole time. Like there was times I just could not physically get up and go play with my own kids. And that just drove me crazy sometimes. I get so mad about it. But it didn't mean that I was mad at God. It just meant that I was, this situation sucks. <laughs> and I wish it was different. And so so I do think there's a difference between being mad at God about something and laying blame at his feet over being mad at the situation. So yeah, I think you can make a, a, a big distinction between those two things. So would you say it's okay to be mad at, about situations? I think it's, yeah, I mean, I think okay. it's okay. Like, it's a natural reaction. Okay. Like, you know, just using an example, I just use like, yeah, man, like, if you can't go play with your own kids, yeah, like, you can be pissed off sometimes about that. But, I, and that's kind of, we talked about earlier, like remaining in that perpetual state. Mm of just being mad and angry and allowing that to turn into bitterness. And because, you know, things like, you know, like just bitterness just ends up affecting my spiritual life, my emotional life, my physical life, everything, um, my mental headspace. And so, uh, no, God doesn't want us to remain in that space and remain in that place. He even talks about in Matthew 5 where he kind of equates remaining in anger as, as if we are having like murderous thoughts towards somebody mm-hmm. is the way he talks about it in Matthew five. And that's that idea of if I stay in that place, that's what it becomes like, mm-hmm. right? If I stay mad, I still angry at someone, man, I'm, I'm just staying there. And like, and I get it. That can be an initial reaction to something to, or to somebody, to a situation or a person. Like I get that, but that doesn't need to remain in me. Because there's no, there's no peace. There's no life in that, mm-hmm. and and that ultimately is what the Lord wants for us: is peace and life and joy. And you know, He talks about in you know in Romans, you know, that the kingdom of God is is righteousness, joy, and peace, and the Holy Spirit. And that's ultimately what He wants for us. So when we're kind of in this other camp of remaining in this perpetual state of anger or being mad, 
that's that's definitely not what God wants for us because it's not healthy for us. And and I think a lot of times we have to let it go in some ways. The the injustice of things, the unfairness of things, we have to let it go and and then trust God. Like it sounds so cliche. I know I just mm. sounded so really cliche <laughs> right there. Um, but like for me, cat poster. I uh, know. Like for me, when I was sick, I couldn't go play with my kids. I had to trust God that that wasn't going to devastate them. You know, that that wasn't going to destroy them, that there was going to be something that God, you know, we, you know, I think we've used this verse before, like that God can take all things and work it together for our kids. Like I really actually had to believe that that was the case, Mm. even for my own kids, not just for me, but for my kids in this situation, you know? And so for individuals, you know, who are listening, who've, who've gone through really hard stuff. I'm not like, I would never make light of that. It's just that we can trust that even in the hurt and the pain, God can heal, God can restore, God can redeem. God has a way of just being present with us and walking us through that where we don't have to remain kind of imprisoned by that situation, but rather we can get set free from it. So I think that's often what that anger, that bitterness really is. Like we're really allowing that situation or that circumstance or that person to actually like imprison us. Mm. And, and, and the Lord wants to set us free from that where we're not just imprisoned and trapped by the emotion that's toward this situation or person, but rather that that doesn't have a hold on us. So is being mad good sometimes like being bad at God? I don't know if it's necessarily like good, but I think the acknowledging of it is healthy. Um, it can be healthy in the in the sense of if if I'm mad towards something, sometimes it's legitimate, right? Like sometimes there's a legitimate thing that I'm looking at and going, that's unjust. Something needs to be done about that, right? And the first time I ever heard stories about, you know, human trafficking and sex trafficking, I was enraged, you know, mm-hmm. like that would be the proper response. Someone backing into my car the other day, <laughs> I get mad, right? That's my initial reaction. I'm mad, but I can't walk around with that, with being mad for the next several days with this person because they backed into my car. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think sometimes it depends on the situation, the circumstance of what I'm mad about. Because I still get mad about the fact that there is human trafficking and sex trafficking happening in our world. Like, I'm mad about that, okay? But I'm, so I'm asking the Lord, to, Lord, would you intervene? Lord, would you do something about this? And Lord, how can I be part of the solution for this in my own, you know, in the small way that I can be? That's one thing. So I do think being mad can be good in that sense. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I feel... There's an emotion there, and I feel like I can step in and meet a need, mm. and it causes me to be proactive or, or, you know, towards something, or maybe even reactive to, towards something. I'm like, oh, I can, I need to help with this, do something about this, make this better. So that that can be good, but do I think that there can be like really like an unhealthy again, perpetual state of that? Yeah, I do. Does being mad at God? affect my status as a christian no okay in the sense of like no i'm gonna be like if i got the emotion of being mad no but again we've talked about kind of that 
Am I choosing to just stay there, right? Right. Am I choosing to just be like, no, I am not going to forgive, or 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 I'm just going to stay mad. Like I get it, and, and I'll be. Let me put it this way too: there may be things that have happened in life that are so traumatic. Even though you want to be free from the emotion of anger and being mad, when it's reflected back upon at times, that emotion comes racing back. Mm-hmm. Like God's not condemning you for that. Okay, and so. But rather, you know, it's like, you know, again, I, I know people and they've gone through some horrific stuff. And so some, not all the time with it, but maybe sometimes with it, when it's brought back up, the, all that emotion comes rushing back and they're angry and they're mad. and But they're over and over again going, God, but I choose to forgive them or God, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm trying to let this go. And that's what's happened in this situation. And so I think God is able to see, again, past that emotional part that's in us. How do I stop being mad at God? Um. <laughs> I, like, I used to be mad at God, and I, I can't tell you why I'm not anymore. Okay. And sometimes I still am <laughs> for the same reason. <laughs> but but right. I don't know why I'm not during the times that I'm not. So how do I stop? When you are, yeah. When I am, when you are bad, that your soul exists at all, right? Yeah, that I have to be here, right? Man, (laughs) we could do a whole thing on you anyway, uh, but we won't. Uh, But the idea of how do I stop being mad at God? So when when someone comes to me and says I've got an anger problem, my Mm -hmm. first question to them: Who or what are you holding unforgiveness toward? Okay. Because I, 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 many times I believe that's behind the anger that's just constantly there. Okay. Okay. And so. You mean anger at that person or anger at just like anything? Anything. Okay. Yeah. Like a, a lot of times there's an unforgiveness there. Okay. And again, it can be an unforgiveness toward a person. It can be an unforgiveness of, you know, it, sometimes it's weird. Like we kind of get in these situations like where we're just like, well, that's just unjust. Mm-hmm. And I'm mad about that. Because I don't like what's happened to me, mm-hmm. right? Or the situation I find myself in or how life has panned out, right? And so maybe my anger is not directed really at a person. It's directed more just to the overall situation I presently find myself in, okay? And sometimes I think, to be honest with you, I think sometimes the unforgiveness can be towards self. You know, we blame ourselves. We're the reason that the situation is not better than we think it should be or whatever. So that's why I'm saying when you talk about being mad and stopping being mad at God, I'm kind of connecting these things because I think that when, to stop being mad, to stop being angry, we have to kind of get to the, the core root of it mm. and go, all right, I'm going to choose to forgive. And then I'm going to trust that that emotion of being angry, the emotion of being mad will dissipate as I choose to forgive. As I choose to forgive God, as I choose to forgive myself, as I choose to forgive others, that that anger, that that emotion of being mad will, again, will dissipate. For me, that's about the making the choice to forgive. And that may sound really simplistic, but I think that's so oftentimes at the root of it. Mm. Um, and it doesn't mean that there's we don't need at times to talk with people and get counsel and get counseling and you know get or have someone you know have the opportunity to 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 speak to someone to walk us through the hurt and through the pain so i think sometimes that's it too right we just have to acknowledge what it is that i'm mad about 
what it is that I'm angry about and what it is that's fueling my rage or my anger and then walk through that. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think sometimes we place the blame at God because it seems like that's the safe option. Because he controls everything and blah, blah, whatever. He controls everything and he's probably going to still love me regardless. Sometimes people will think that. Okay. Or it's the convenient option because he did create everything. So therefore, but I think sometimes when we, we, we may say I'm mad at God or I'm blaming God, but I, I don't know if that's always the case. Okay. Like, for example, in yours, maybe it is, but in others, it may not be because... Again, they say, well, I'm just mad at God about this, or I'm mad at this. Well, but sometimes they're mad at people that aren't as safe to be mad at. I'm mad at my mom. I'm angry at my dad. I'm angry at my spouse. I'm angry at myself. And sometimes it's harder to own those feelings. Does that make sense? I know I'm kind of delving off into kind of a counseling. deal with them. Yeah. Because I know I'm kind of getting into like a counseling kind of like psychology thing. But what I'm saying is... Sometimes we project our anger onto God because, mm-hmm. again, I think we think he can take it or we do maybe rationalize in our head. Well, ultimately, it's his fault because he could have done X, Y, Z. But a lot of times there's another person or thing that the anger really is driven toward. But to say that out loud, to own that feeling of being mad or angry toward this person, we feel like could damage that relationship could affect the way I feel about them or they feel about me. Mm. And therefore we choose not to go that route. We choose to go toward God with our emotion. And so, you know, sometimes I think the way we stop being mad at God is finding out what we're really mad at because it may not be him. So you sent me this episode and last week's episode. I did. And said, hey, Nate, write questions about these. And I got in my own head and was like, if I was mad at God, what would I ask Joseph about? (laughs) And so I came up with a bunch of questions. But my question is, why did you want to talk about these things? Yeah. Um, And I'd like you to say it into the microphone so that it's recorded. (laughs) For all. (laughs) For all to hear. For all to hear. And it will be out there in digital world forever. Are you mad at God? You're a pastor. You're not allowed to be mad at God. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at God. Uh, I've, I'm, I have been mad. I found myself, I think when I sent you the questions, I was mad at a situation. Okay. Um, and so there's um, there's someone that, that I care about that has been given a... a a cancer diagnosis. Okay. I got upset about it. Um, so yeah, I'm mad. I've been feeling all the different emotions and feelings that you feel when you hear the word cancer associated and connected with someone that you care about. And, and so it, but it left me in this. So, all right, this is getting really personal to me now. Um, (laughs) this is, but it's a good thing. I had to, I'm having to walk. I'm having to walk my own kids through the through their own emotions and feelings, and I wanted them to know that you can be angry and you can be mad and you can be sad and devastated, and it doesn't mean that you're having like a crisis of faith, or that you don't have faith, or that you don't trust God, or that you don't love God. 
that those emotions and those feelings don't collide or contradict with my faith in who Jesus is and my faith in what Jesus can do. And so as I'm navigating these waters, like one of the things like I'm asking, especially my older ones, like when you're feeling angry, like what are you, what are you mad at? What are you angry at? Who are you angry at? Um, are you angry at God? Are you angry at me? Are you angry at the situation? Are you ang- like, right? Like, mm. this is the kind of questions we ask as parents. And, and so. That's the kind of questions we ask on the podcast. And the questions we ask on the podcast. And, and so that's the stuff that I, like, I like, if one of my kids is like, no, I'm so mad at God. Like, why would God do this? Why would God allow this? Like, all right. So for him to be like, to, to know that God is still, you know, good in the midst of it. And to know that it's okay to be angry or mad, um, even if they're mad or angry at God. And and I can't sit here and say I was ever angry or mad at God. I was just angry and mad at the situation. Um, but in my head, what's popping into my head is like, oh, man, but I bet people are mad at God when these things happen. I bet people don't think God's good when these things happen. And so that's kind of the, the real life part for me where these questions are derived from. Um I'm thankful that where I'm at in my relationship with Jesus, like I know he's good. And, you know, there's a cheesy phrase we say in church, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. And man, that phrase has been echoed and repeated, you know, for decades in the American church, but it's a true statement, but it's true. And, and so for me, that is what I can always land on. He really is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can land on the fact of, I'm not mad at you, God. Like, I, I, am, I, am, I am mad at the situation. I'm hurt by the situation. I'm saddened in the situation. But I'm not mad at you because I know that you're good. And, and, so, and I know that you promised to be with us through this. So, like, so I'm not mad. But I, I so easily could see how someone could get that way in light of this, of, of a, of hearing of a loved one being diagnosed with cancer or hearing of someone that has had a, a, a traumatic situation happen in their life or an abusive situation that it causes these things. And you, you want to, it's unjust, mm-hmm. right? And, and you feel like it is, it's not fair. Um, and so where's my outlet for that? <laughs> And, and when people struggle with God's goodness because of situations and circumstances, or where people struggle with being mad at God because of circumstances and situations, like, I just wanted to speak to those things. Mm. And it's like, like yeah, I, I, the situation circumstance absolutely is terrible. And yet I still, yet I still believe that... God is good in the midst of it. And here's why I believe that. And it's not just here's the nice cliches and the nice anecdotes and the uh, few stories, but like here's why deep down in me, I actually do believe God's good. And and when you're mad or angry at God, man, I have had, a, there was a season of my life in this, or a circumstance happened in my life. And man, I can remember yelling and screaming at God, like just <laughs> Giving God all that I had, you know, just so mad. And I remember just, I mean, I was just yelling at him, screaming at him. And at the end, I just felt like the Lord was just like, I get it. And I love you. And like the fact that he didn't like 
he wasn't repulsed. He wasn't running away. He wasn't like the God that's mad at me because I was mad at him, but rather he was the God who was inviting me in still, even though I was mad at him. And, and so I, I don't want people to feel like they can't come into God or that he is rejecting them or he hates them because they're mad at him. I think rather he is inviting us in when we're mad at him and saying, come on, let's, let's, let, let, I want you to know I'm still here and, and let's, and, and let's just maybe not even figure it out together, but let's just be together mm-hmm. and just know that I'm with you in the midst of this. Um, and so I guess for me, it was, that's kind of where I was coming from. Um, and so again, I, I, uh, I hope that, I hope that this kind of resonates with people, um, and, you know, you hear me a pastor's perspective on this. That's not, again, the pre-written sermon about God's goodness, right? Or pre-written sermon about God, about how don't be mad at God or whatever. But like, no, it's like real life. This is here. This is what's happening. And and so, yeah, that's why I wanted to do the episodes. So I hope we've hit some of those points as we've discussed these things. Hilarious yet sensitive segue. <laughs> This has been the one I heard this podcast. You can find the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> did I do good? You did fantastic. Thank you. This has been the one I heard this podcast. You can find the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Rumble. You can keep up with updates on the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast. And we have a Patreon. You can go there. It's five bucks. My name is Nate Rollinsoff. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Nate Rollinsoff. And you can find Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the When I Heard This Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.